You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. And thank you as always for tuning in and for listening. I so appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for subscribing to the pod, for rating and reviewing the show. I really appreciate those messages that I always get from you. And I want to take a second to read out the review of the week. So this one comes from Jenna, aka Sunday Paper on Instagram, and she leaves five stars and she writes, love the Kelly Track Show. Kelly's podcast is simply a joy, 100% alignment time for me. As someone just starting out their business, I've loved hearing the advice and actionable strategies she shares to help you master your mindset. Kelly shares these tips from a very personal place, which is super fun to hear. And yet her maturity and professionalism makes the advice incredibly trustworthy. Highly recommend. Oh, thank you so much, Jenna. That is so, so sweet and kind of you to share that lovely review. I so appreciate that. Thank you so much for taking a second to leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. I so appreciate that. Now, if you want to get a shout out next week and you want to be the review of the week next week on the podcast, be sure to leave your rating and review of the Kelly Track Show over on the Apple Podcast app. It's literally the little purple thing. If you're listening from iPhone or an iPod or maybe an iPad, or whatever kind of Apple device you're listening from, if you head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review of the show and you leave your Instagram handle, not only will I shout you out at some point in time, but you're also entered to win the giveaway that's going on. So I'm giving away a super sweet bonus, which is free enrollment in both of my top courses. I only have two courses and they both sell really well. So I guess they're both top courses. (laughs) Anyways, you're going to get a free enrollment in your best life, which is my course on how to master your mindset, how to master that fear, doubt, worry, and inner critic to really step forward into who you truly are. And you will be enrolled in your conscious empire, which is my online class, which teaches you how to build a heart-centered business, how to do what you adore, and how to free yourself financially. So please take a second to leave a rating and review of The Kelly Truck Show over on the Apple Podcast app and leave that Instagram handle. You guys, I don't know if it's you unless you leave that Instagram handle. So be sure to leave those beautiful loving words, leave that Instagram handle and maybe your name's gonna get picked. My fingers are crossed for you. So peeps, today on the show, we're talking about how to stop caring about what other people think. Oh my God, I know, right? I know. This is the kind of stuff we never talk about in real life. Like when was the last time you told your friend, hey, I really care what my boss thinks of me or hey, I really care what that parent thinks about me or hey, I really care what that old friend from high school still thinks of me. We like never say that. We never admit it. And today on the show, we're talking all about that because it affects every single one of us. Plus, this was a request that came in through the annual podcast survey. So shout out to you who left this anonymous note that you really wanted to work on getting over what people thought of you. I love you. Kudos to you because you took action and you filled out the survey and I gifted you that 50 bucks for your next course. Um, I'm answering your question on the show. So hello, this is like one hour free coaching from Kelly Track. You rock. Shout out to you for taking action and making it happen because I'm answering your question today. P.S. I'm still doing that survey. So if you want 50 bucks off your next course, there's a link in the show notes to fill out the annual podcast survey. It's legit two questions. It's super easy. It will take you two seconds. And if you fill it out well, your question might get answered on the show. So before we get rolling into this week's episode, I want to take a second and give a shout out to our sponsor, Podigy, for supporting the show. And Podigy is a company that edits podcasts. And hello, Podigy podcast and prodigy together in one like come on you are probably a podcast prodigy yourself you have special gifts that you want to share with the world you've got talents you've got skills you've got a message and if you are looking to turn that into a podcast or you already have a podcast and you're still doing the editing yourself 
when it is time for you to finally hire it out and seriously turn it into a super profesh show. Podigy is your company of choice. I did a ton of research when I was looking to onboard a podcast editor and somebody to really help support me with the Kelly Track Show and Podigy was by far the clear winner. So if you are looking to really take your show to the next level, Podigy is the company you want to take a peek at. Now, if you mention the Kelly Track Show, when you sign up, you get 50% off your first month of podcast editing. So that's pretty sweet. And therefore you can save up to like 300 bucks. So that's pretty sweet. And I really hope you enjoy the discount code. All right, my friends, let's hop into this show right away today. All right, my friends, let's get this episode started. I was about to say, let's get this party started, but you know what? (laughs) It's just a podcast, but anyways, it's like a party in your ears. So same thing, you guys, how to stop caring about what other people think of you. Man, it's such a big topic. It's something we never talk about and it's something we never admit out loud. We don't ever say, I really care about what my peers think of me or hey, groupthink is a real deal over in certain systems of education and certain careers. And it's hard to be like raising your hand and saying, hey, I wanna do something different. I wanna do something different with my life. I don't wanna go with the flow. I don't want a regular nine to five. I don't wanna just do something like the rest of the world is doing. I want to pursue what sets my soul on fire. And when that comes up and we have these big, grand, audacious dreams and we have these huge visions for our life, all of a sudden it's like someone just stopped us in our tracks and put out their hand and said, but wait, So many people are going to care about this. So many people are going to think this is bad. So many people are going to have adverse reactions to you pursuing your dream. And then we get weirded out and freaked out and nervous and worried that other people are keeping really tight score on what we're doing and that other people are watching us and, you know, our peers or profs or teachers or former principals or old friends from high school, they still care what we're doing with our lives. And if we do something different or different than what society says is quote unquote good or normal, they're going to be like, oh girl, what you doing? Okay. So I'm going to debunk all this stuff today for you on the podcast because this comes up a ton. It has come up with every single coaching client I have ever worked with. And that's because we all face the same thing. And you know who has faced this a ton? Me. I was going to say you're looking at her, but you cannot see me. So you are listening to her talk. I used to deal with this so, so much, so much. Oh my God. So before we get into the depths of the show and the key points I want to illustrate today, I want to explain to you my personal issues with other people's opinions of me. Okay. So if I can recall and go back in the Kelly track time machine, there have been two times in my life when I have really cared about other people and what they thought of me. So the very first one was when I decided to turn down both of my jobs after business school. And, you know, the gold standard when you are in formal education, and especially when you are in a really top-notch business school is to have your job lined up for, you know, the next fall before you graduate and get your damn scroll. (laughs) That's like the golden standard. And for me, I was always pursuing that goal of, I want a job set up before I graduate. I don't want to have to spend a ton of time looking. I want it to be easy. I want it to be something I love. And I had two offers. I had signed with one company. And for those of you who have heard this story before, the company I had signed with, I quit before I even start. So Kelly Track always trusts her intuition. Starting a job in a role where I would have gone to a nine to five was like a huge hell no for me. So I have been an entrepreneur since the day I left business school and I have never had a full-time job working for somebody else. I've had internships and all that kind of good stuff. But the very first time I heard loud and clear from my ego, aka my inner critic, aka not my higher self. It's like that negative fear-based voice inside our heads that I talk a lot about when you enroll in your best life, my course around mastering your mindset. That voice was like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, you can't do that. You can't go do something different. You can't be an entrepreneur. Everybody else is starting at that marketing job where everybody else is going to an ad agency or they're going into, you know, corporate brands or working at CPG companies. Like they're going corporate. Who do you think you are to start your own thing? And that little 
angry inner critic reared its head so much at that time of my life because there I was just finishing school. How old are you when you finish school? Like 19, roughly, like 20-ish, roughly. I can't really remember. That's bad. I should remember. (laughs) Probably like roughly 20, okay? No, I was 20 when I went to France. Must have been 21 when I graduated. I can't remember. Anyways, there I was either 19, 20, or 21 because my memory cannot recall. (laughs) And there I was turning down my two offers. So I had to write two emails saying, hey, sorry, I can't take that one job. Thanks for the offer. I'm not going to take it. And the other job I had to write, hey, I know I signed with you. I said I was going to start at this time and I'm going to go move down to San Francisco and pursue my tech startup. Now, I went to a business school and entrepreneurship wasn't exactly highly valued or taught or encouraged, or at least that was my perspective. So business school teaches you how to do management and high level business management and that kind of stuff. And it's perfect if you're going into the corporate world, but entrepreneurship is a whole nother ball game. And that's not really something they teach you in traditional business school. So I was like, literally, I would say maybe one out of two or three people I know from my whole grad year that turned into entrepreneurs. Okay. We only had like, I think about 600 people in our year. I went to the UBC Sauter School of Business because sometimes you guys ask me this question. It's got like a 6% acceptance rate. It's ridiculously hard to get into now and it's super competitive. And they take a really tiny group every single year to go into the business school. And I remember being like one of the only kids pursuing an entrepreneurial venture. And let alone, I was like, peace, everybody in Vancouver. I'm going to move down to San Francisco. So this was one of the very first times when I was like, O-M-F-G, what is everybody going to think of me? People are going to realize that I am not taking a traditional path. I did not get a regular nine to five. I am not on some corporate track. I'm not in some rotational program like everybody else was. You know, those are like the golden standard, like the rotational programs where you get to experience a lot of different things and then specialize within something within a company. If you guys went to business school, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I was so, so nervous to tell people, hey, I turned down both job opportunities and I'm going to San Francisco. I'm going to start my tech startup. Now, this was a huge surprise to a lot of my peers, I think, because I had always waved the banner of, I'm a marketing and sales girl. I'm going to probably do marketing at Lululemon or like work for Vega or work at some other, you know, brand that I probably love that's based in Vancouver. And you know, a lot of people were like, oh yeah, this chick, she loves marketing. She's going to go on some marketing team. And that made sense. Except I really feel like I always had that special calling on my life. And I feel like you listening also have a special calling on your life. And you're like, "Uh uh-uh, I can't just fit in with whatever society wants, or I just can't take a regular nine to five. Like I have my soul's work to do. And it's super great if your soul's work aligns with your nine to five, rock on. And I would say for most of us, that is hard to find. So we make our own things, right? That's why I built my own company because I was like, nobody's doing it the way I want it to be done. So I'm going to build it myself. Now, when I had originally moved down to San Francisco, I was so nervous about how I was really going against the grain. It was just really different. Like I said, I didn't have many role models of people who had, who had done it. I literally knew one person from my business school who was a successful entrepreneur in Silicon Valley, okay? He was my only role model. He was the only dude I know, literally. The only expander, as Lacey Phillips would say. And that's not a lot, okay? <laughs> so I was like, man, people are gonna think I'm crazy. People are gonna think I'm stupid. People are gonna think I'm dumb because... I left these good paying jobs and I had friends that didn't get any jobs after school and were like applying a ton. And there's Kelly walking away from two and being like, see you guys, <laughs> I'm going to do my, my crazy tech startup idea. And I remember thinking, God, people must think I'm crazy. I'm going to be like that weird girl from the grad year who does like weird things. And I was so nervous to share that, hey, I'm leaving for San Francisco. And I remember this is how our brains work these days in the digital age. I was sitting in the airport at YVR and I was flying to SFO and remember thinking, what do I post on Instagram? How do I tell everybody that I'm doing this? How do I tell people that I have turned down these two full-time job opportunities to go pursue my tech startup? Like, Nobody even knew I wanted to be in tech in business school. They all thought I was going to take the regular marketing route. I just didn't know what to post on Instagram. So I just posted when I got there. 
Now, this is going to come up later in the episode, but I made this whole post about I moved to San Francisco, following my dream. I'm going to start off with being here for a month, see how it goes. Like, I'm going to really do it, follow your dreams, all that kind of, you know, good yada yada, rah rah stuff. (laughs) And I put it out there and I thought, phew, I did it. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that I picked the untraditional route. So that was the very first time in my life when I really felt like other people were caring about what I was doing. And I really felt like other people were keeping tabs on me and that they really cared about my big life decision to go to San Francisco. Lo and behold, nobody gave a fuck. (laughs) Now, let me tell you about number two. Number two big time in my life when I thought everybody cared about what I was doing. And you guys, you're going to see a common thread in my stories. And I hope this relates to what you are doing too in your life, because this is the essence of what I'm trying to teach you in today's episode. And this next piece was when I started kellytrack.com. Now, this was another really big thing because I had to be like, hey, my first text I heard up failed. And then my second two also didn't do well. And even though I spent a lot of time in San Francisco and I was in a prestigious, you know, Silicon Valley education school, you know, Draper University. And even though I was doing really cool things down there and my Instagram looked super sweet and I was going to like Airbnb and Google all the time and like hanging out with really cool people, getting cool meetings with really high up people, that all, that stuff, it all tanked. So I moved back home to my parents' house and I started working on a blog. And then it was like crickets. I was like, oh my God, people must think I'm like crazy because there I was leaving the stable stuff in university to go pursue, you know, three tech startups in another country. And then those all failed. So I came back home, I moved into my parents' house and I started a blog. Now I thought, wow, everybody must think I am nuts. Okay. There's Kelly Track with all that potential. She won all those scholarships and all those awards. And look at her. All she's doing with her life is pursuing that blog. Man, her very first post is about how to go and create your own gluten-free diet. You guys, this is what I thought. And I'm telling you this because it was the biggest thing my inner critic held onto. It just was fighting me all the time. Don't do this. Don't start this. You're crazy. People are going to think you're weird. This is not important. Your work doesn't matter. This is a stupid blog. This is a dumb hobby. You're never going to make money. Who do you think you are? Go get a real job. You've already failed three times at a business. If you start a fourth, people are going to legit think you are out to lunch. Okay. So go just look online go get a real job. You still have good skills. You could probably still write a really awesome resume. (laughs) Just stop with the blog stuff because people are keeping an eye out on you. So people, those are the two really big times in my life when I thought that people's opinions of me really, really mattered. So I want to get into this episode of how to exactly overcome this. When you are going to a new level, you're doing something really different with your life and you are most importantly, probably making a pivot and you are going off the beaten path. You are taking the road less traveled as Robert Frost once said. You guys all know that poem we had to memorize in school. I took the road less traveled. And it made all the difference. (laughs) When you take the road less traveled, your inner critic is going to like sit right up in its chair and be like, hey, sit, sit down. Like, what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. Like, you're taking the road less traveled. Like, who do you think you are? Everybody's watching you. Everybody wants you to get back on the well past road. Hello, there's nice paved stones. There's tarmac. Like, it's where all the cars go. Who do you think you are to go out in the woods alone? And you're like, oh, come on, inner critic. So in this episode, I want to give you tools to help combat that. Now, one quick thing before we dive into this episode today is that this is super normal. Everybody feels like this. Everybody cares about what other people think of them. You know, regardless of if you admit it out loud or not, we want to please other people. We want to impress other people. We want other people to have a very good first impression of us. You know, whether that's through the clothes we wear or how we talk or how we express ourselves on Instagram, we want everybody to like us. It's a part of human nature to be, you know, a people pleaser and to please others and make other people happy. And it's so normal for us to care about what other people think. And especially if you are more sensitive or empathetic, like you really care about what other people think and how they feel. So I want you to know that you're not alone. You're not bizarre. You're not like an odd duck. Everybody feels like this. So I want to begin this episode by saying that, that you are 
so normal and so human. And hello, if we all just expressed our humanness a little bit more often, we wouldn't feel like we were always the one that was screwing up all the time when in fact everybody feels this way. So that's why I wanted to verbalize it in this podcast. So I'm going to give you my tips on how exactly you can stop caring about what other people think of you. So the very first one is the fact that nobody is keeping an eye on you. I've shared this before on the podcast on previous episodes, and it's this story about my time in San Francisco. Remember how I shared, I did that whole post on Instagram saying, I moved here. This is my apartment. I was like taking beautiful pictures of my really pretty place that I was living in, in the marina in SF. And I would run into people all the time in the Bay Area, people from my university and alumni, or just people I would know. And I would talk to everybody. Like, you know, I made a really big habit out of getting out of my comfort zone and talking to everybody and making friends. And I would run into people all the time and friends I had on Facebook. And I would see them like, hey, how are you? And they're like, oh, wow. Hey, Kelly, what are you doing down here? Are you on vacation? And I would look at them and I would think, oh my God, did you not see my big post I made on Facebook about how I'm following my dreams to be an entrepreneur? Even though I didn't say it in that tone of voice, I would be like, oh, no, I like, I moved here. I'm working on my tech startup. And it was one of those things. And I had this come up again and again and again and again in the Valley. I would run into people and they'd be like, hey, Kelly, what are you doing? Are you on vacation? I'd be like, no, I'm working on my tech startup. (laughs) And it would happen like clockwork. People are like, what are you doing down here? Are you just visiting and checking out tech companies? Like, you know, where are you staying? What hotel? No, I'm living here. I'm working on my tech startup. (laughs) Like I thought people were legit keeping tabs on me. I honestly thought that people were following my every move and following my career path and seeing what I was up to and, you know, watching my Instagrams and keeping in the loop on Gilly Track's life. Guess what? Hardly anybody knew that I was even in San Francisco. You know, they say that Instagram engagement is down these days because people are always like, oh, people don't like and comment on my post. Why is my following not bigger? Guys, nobody really like actually engages on Instagram or Facebook. We all just like scroll, right? So we kind of miss a lot of updates and like big life events and big things because everybody's sort of like numbingly scrolling. And you know what? As people thumb through your Instagram profile, I'm really sorry, but people are not paying close attention to you, okay? They're like in their little zone of like zoning out on Instagram, thumbing through pics, scrolling. They're going on the explore page. And like maybe if they saw their po- your post, they would like look at you for like one second and then be done with it. And then maybe a couple of people would comment or like, okay? So I just assumed former Kelly Track, that everybody in the world was looking at me and everybody thought my status was really important that I had moved to San Francisco and that I had made that little thing on Facebook where it says, Kelly Track has moved to San Francisco. And I just assumed that everybody would care. (laughs) You guys, nobody is really watching you, okay? Nobody's really following close attention to your career path or your journey or your self-development journey or whatever you are up to in life. People do not keep tabs on us like we think. Currently, you guys, people still don't know what I do. I run into old friends from business school or like high school friends or people I've known from the past. And people always ask me, hey, Kelly, what are you up to these days? Like, where are you working? And my ego is not wild and out of control like it used to be. So I'm always like, oh yeah, I have my own business now. Where in the past, I would be like, oh my God, like you didn't know that I have a podcast and I've got almost like a hundred episodes and it's like a year old and I've been doing my own business for like two years. And (laughs) this is my fourth business. Like you didn't know all of that. (laughs) You guys, it's actually kind of hilarious. So we think like that people care about us, but like people like don't. (laughs) People are like, oh, hey Kelly, where are you working these days? Like what company you at? And I'm like, "Er, wrong. I have my own business. Or they'll be like, hey, Kelly, what are you doing in Vancouver? I thought you were still in San Francisco. I'm like, "Eh, wrong. Moved back here two years ago. Or maybe the people that are even more closer and they're getting warmer and warmer are like, hey, Kelly, are you still blogging? How's your little food blog going? I'm like, "Eh, wrong. It was never a food blog. And I teach self-development now. It's kind of hilarious because even though people like me who have a podcast and I have an online following and an Instagram and tell this to coaching clients all the time that people don't know what I do. You guys, my Instagram profile clearly says life and business coach. And you know, I still get asked like on and on DM, like, 
hey, do you do nutritional coaching? And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, I don't. Like, thank you for asking. I really appreciate you reaching out. Like, I am a life and business coach. (laughs) And, you know, it just goes to show that people are not keeping closed tabs on us. And when we are doing something in the world, this is why I'm really, you know, as a side note on a tangent, if you are in business for yourself, you really want to take a peek at your conscious empire because people need a reminder about what you do like seven times before they actually get it, okay? You can't just assume that because your Instagram bio says something or because you've made one post about a certain topic like something you did in a client session, in a life coaching session or something, you can't assume that everybody knows, okay? Because there's still a lot of people that are not educated about what you offer and what you do, which is why you have to repeat it a million times because people are still learning, okay? You know, I had to go and educate somebody recently on Instagram DMs and say, hey, I I don't offer nutritional coaching. Like you can take a peek at my past eBooks and my e-products when I was talking about health in the past and I really appreciate you reaching out and you just have to remind people about what you do. And that's because nobody is paying super close attention to you. Now, my second tip has to do with the word everybody. Now, we usually say something like this. Well, everybody is going to think I'm crazy if I start my dream business or everybody is going to think I'm crazy if I move to Hawaii or everybody is going to think I'm crazy if I quit my job and open my Etsy shop. Define everybody. This is a really key thing that I get my coaching clients to do because this topic comes up every single time, whether I'm doing a session with a coaching client for business coaching or life coaching. It's this concept of define everybody because we usually think everybody's watching. But when I ask you, whose opinion are you actually counting here? Like who is everybody? And maybe they'll bring up people like a former boss or a former colleague or a former friend from high school or a former peer, or maybe it was one of your high school teachers or your high school principal. We have this vague opinion about quote unquote, everybody. But usually when I ask a client to list out these people, it comes down to four or six people max. Usually it's like two or three. Sometimes it's like one, but we don't know unless we get clear, right? Our mind just has its own stories and its own drama. And our mind can make up so much daily crap on a regular basis. Like I'm surprised by how much drama my mind can create, which is why I teach the mindset work (laughs) to really master that. So you don't have to deal with that stuff all day long. Otherwise our minds go on these tangents about, oh my God, your former boss is going to see that you're starting your own business now. Like, oh my God, that person's going to think you are crazy and like you're stealing their business or, oh my God, that yoga teacher you really like. Yeah. She's really keeping tabs on you because she thinks you're going to copy her class because you've gone so many times and now you're teaching yoga and she's going to think you're copying her stuff when in fact, like nobody cares or your boss doesn't care. Your boss isn't following you on Instagram, but we have this mental list and we call these people everybody when in fact, they're probably about maybe four or six people max. So I want you to either pause this episode or get out a little piece of paper and write out who you are defining as everybody. Who are these people that are apparently following your every move, name them out and really get clear on who these people are. Now, I know for me, I can definitely pinpoint who I thought were my everybody. You know, I thought it was a former boss, somebody I really respected from my community, a couple peers from business school, people from high school I was friends with, somebody I used to live with, a former roommate. I used to kind of care about what those people thought of me. And I didn't realize that I cared about that until I asked the question of, when I think of everybody's opinion of Kelly Track, who really is everybody? So take a quiet moment to really answer that question clearly for yourself. Now, the third question I want to ask you is this, who actually matters? Whose opinion of you actually matters? Now, This is super important. This comes from the work of Brene Brown. I love Brene. I mean, hello, Brene. Everybody loves Brene. Brene is amazing. And she talks about vulnerability and she talks about how she keeps this tiny square piece of paper of the names of people whose opinions matter. And it's got like three names and it's like her family. And I was like, that is such a beautiful practice. And I want you to also on the same list or pause this episode to really think about, okay, whose opinions of me actually matter. When it's all said and done, 
who do I really care about? Like whose opinions matter? Whose advice actually matters? Like what is really truly important to me? Because a lot of it is just surplus noise from our ego and doesn't really align with what our heart and soul is telling us, right? Here's the deal. Usually it's like one or two people, honestly. Like I will tell you straight up whose opinions matter of me. I would say it's only one person, maybe two. If I'm being generous, it's two. It's my mom and my boyfriend. And if I'm being honest, it's probably just Chris. And you know what? Here's the deal. There's a lot of times when Chris doesn't agree with my strategy or my idea, or he thinks something is not right. And, you know, he's got a lot of experience doing business things. And I always run by strategies past him. And he still will say like, oh, maybe that's not a good idea. When push comes to shove, I'm going to be super honest with you guys. Do you know who matters the absolute most out of every single person and what people think of me? It's myself and what I think of myself. And at the end of the day, that's all I care about. I, I would give it all up to be in alignment with my own truth. Even if everybody else thought I was weird or crazy or ridiculous for doing whatever I'm on, whatever tangent or idea I'm chasing or thing I'm pursuing. At the end of the day, all I care about is what I think of my own self and if I'm proud of myself and if I've had the courage to follow my heart, regardless of the naysayers. So I want you to take a second to think about whose opinions of you actually matter. Maybe it's, you know, a partner or a spouse or a really close friend or somebody you love. Chances are it's like two people, okay? Or maybe it's one or maybe it's just yourself. At the end of the day, it's that knowingness of you hitting the pillow at the end of the night saying, you know what? I did what was best for me. Even though everybody else thought I was stupid. (laughs) You know, here's the truth. When I started kellytrack.com, a lot of people thought it was a kind of a waste of time. I didn't have anybody tell it to me directly to my face. (laughs) You know, Kelly Chalk is a very strong person. And even if you told it to me to my face, I'd have probably been like, I really don't care what you think. (laughs) And I'm going to do it anyways. And I've probably been like, oh, I'm going to show them, which is not my favorite side of me, but I know I have that tendency. You you probably have it too when people doubt you and you're like, I'm going to prove it to you, sister. But anyways, when I started my blog, a lot of people were like, "Uh, a blog? Like, are you sure? Like, are you sure? Are you like really, really, really sure? And it was sort of like, you know, that feeling. I remember sitting down with a really close friend, like one of my really, really good friends. And we were sitting in a really nice cafe in Vancouver. And I was telling her about my dreams for my blog and my vision and how I was going to do some plant-based recipes and talk about my autoimmune condition. And I could see the excitement from her face, like dripping and like melting off. And I knew the questions were going to start to come up of, well, how are you going to make money? Are you going to just live at home? Or like, well, what are you going to do? Are you literally going to do this for full time? Like, don't you think you should go get a job? Like, what about like even like a side job? Like you you should get like a little side job. And being really honest, when I started this stuff, you guys, I had a lot of people that just straight up did not think it was going to be successful or did not believe in me or thought I was being really ridiculous because, you know, it was only a couple years ago. It was like almost two years ago when I started a blog. You guys, everybody in the world has a blog these days. Like, you know how hard it is to be famous from a blog right now? Like, it's not that simple because there's so many of them. It's so saturated. And of course, that's what everybody thought when I started. And I mean, my blog morphed into many other things like a podcast and online courses and everything you see today on kellytrack.com. And this is why I really encourage you to make that list of whose opinions actually matter because you don't want to take on the opinions from a bunch of people who don't matter. Super important. If you start accepting opinions from the outside world and you start listening to people who are not on that list, your dreams are going to drown out pretty damn fast. You know, when we go into the unknown and we do cool new stuff with our lives and we want to shake things up and make a life pivot and pursue our dreams, that's like when everybody comes out of the woodwork to be like, no, don't do it. Like stay in your comfort zone. Like you're crazy. Like get a real job. You know, it's because your friends and family love you, right? And they don't want to see you fail. Of course, they don't want to see you fail, which is why people are always like, do what's safe and normal and expected in society. So that's why it really is helpful when you get clear about whose opinion actually matters. And this is the other thing. Only get advice from people whose opinions matter. So this might be your partner or somebody you love or a coach you're working with. You want advice from people who have been there, who have done it, and who understand, right? 
Okay, I'm going to go back to a Jen Sincero quote. <laughs> it wouldn't be a podcast by Kelly Track if I didn't quote Jen Sincero. And she always says, like, if you're broke and you're not making money, you can't get advice on how to get rich from your broke friends, right? You need advice from people who are rich and from people who have already made it. This is a huge thing when it comes to taking big leaps and risks in our lives and when we're really going for our dreams. You can't sit around and ask your friends who still work a nine to five, hey, what do you think about me pursuing my dreams? They have probably never done it before. Don't ask those people for advice. If I can give you one piece of advice, you know, if you want some advice, if you're looking for some advice, I'm going to give you some input. Don't ask for advice from people who have not pursued what you want to pursue because it doesn't help. You know, when I was starting off my entrepreneurial journey and I want to do this blog, everybody was like, don't do a blog. That's ridiculous. <laughs> How are you going to monetize that? I should have talked to the people who already had a blog and were making a lot of money and been like, yo, can you teach me? Because they'll be like, sure, just do this and this and this, which is why exactly you want to work with somebody who's done what you want. You know what I mean? You want to emulate their success because success leaves clues. That's something I learned a lot from Jack Canfield and his book, The Success Principles, which was one of my absolute favorite books last year. Success leaves clues. So you want to make sure that you are really only getting feedback and directions and coaching and support and help from people who are successful, people who have done it, people who have made the transition, right? It's like if you're looking to go work at a new job, say you want to work at a new company, okay? This really cool new brand, this like, it's like a hipster place. They're making like cool clothes. They do like really chic, eco-sustainable designs. They got really sweet, minimalistic branding. It's all like black and white. You know what I mean? And you want a job there, right? So you would go and like go ask the people that work there for like an informational interview. You would take somebody out for coffee or you'd be like, you know, talking to your friend and like, oh my God, you have a friend that works at that cool hipster new shop. Like, can you introduce me? Right. You want to, if you want a job on that cool new team, you would want to talk to the people that work there. Right. If you want a job on that team, you would not go down the street and talk to the people that worked at the accounting firm. and been like, Hey, how do I get that job at that brand? Uh, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> the same thing goes when you're seeking advice and when you need help. So remember, write down the people whose opinions of you actually matter. And when you're actually looking for advice, make a list of the people who have gone for it and done it successfully and only get feedback and opinions from those people. It's super, super, super critical because like Jensen Cheryl says, if you're broke, you can't ask your broke friends how to get it rich because they don't know how. So <laughs> don't do that. All right. Number four. I love this question. Do you want your dreams or do you want your drama? This is another beautiful thing I learned from the one and only Jen Sincero. You know, she talks about this a lot in both You're a Badass and You're a Badass at Making Money. She says, you can have your dreams or you can have your drama. So I'm going to ask you right now, do you want your dreams or do you want your drama? Okay. There's a lot of us that are picking the drama. Okay. The drama of like, oh, my dreams are so far away. And like, oh my God, I can't do it. Or it's too hard or it's too difficult. Or I don't have enough money. And my nine to five sucks. And oh my God, I, I see everybody else rocking it online, but I'm still stuck in this job I don't like. And I'm not really making money and I'm not really having a good time. And my life sucks. And I want to do this thing, but I only get like, you know, a couple sales or a couple of clients and boohoo. Okay. Do you want your dreams or do you want your drama? You can only have one. You pursue what you desire relentlessly or you chase the old stories that you have continually repeated for eons. I had to break up with my drama. When I wanted to become successful and when I decided to become successful and make a lot of money, I had to break up with all the bad stories <laughs> that I had in the past. And we do this all the time, especially when it comes to what other people think. We pursue these dramatic lengthy stories about what other people think of us. We literally make up shit in our heads about, oh my God, that person is seeing my post on LinkedIn. OMG, what are they going to think about me now that I have living in San Francisco? Or ooh, that person's probably thinking, man, Kelly Track has a really good status update on LinkedIn. Or yep, when you click my profile on LinkedIn, I'm going to impress that person because I'm volunteering at this sweet company right now. Or oh, I'm working on this huge project. Or oh, look at me. I have this big fancy tech startup. We make these extremely lengthy dramas in our head about what other people think of us. Okay. This comes back to this question. Do you want your dreams or do you want your drama? Because you can't have both. Okay. You really can't. 
And if you really want to be successful, you have to stop playing out those stupid stories about what other people think of you. Because remember, nobody cares. Nobody's watching. Nobody really keeps tabs on you. And the only people that matter are the people that are really important to you. And when you decide to go for it, you get advice from people who have done it before and are rocking it. So you don't really need to play out those stories anymore. This is a mindset mastery process, right? Because this is like you really getting clear on your thoughts, your feelings, and your beliefs, and really combing through your thoughts and being clear when that kind of stuff comes up. And we we play those old stories of like, oh, so-and-so is watching me, or what is, you know, that old high school friend going to think of me now that I'm doing this thing? Or what is my cousin going to think of me now that I'm posting this? Or you know, what are my Instagram followers going to think of that post? It's a little bit out there or it's a little bit different or it's something I've never talked about. You know, we play out these at length stories about stuff that doesn't matter. So always be asking the question, do I want my dreams or do I want my drama? It's a great question and it's usually very sobering and it will help you get your inner critic to shut up. (laughs) Now, another piece I want to share here on this question and this topic of your dreams versus your drama is that we usually let this stuff hold us back. And when we make excuses around, oh, so-and-so is going to think this of us, or, you know, I can't do this because Aunt Gertrude is going to make a negative comment, or my in-laws are going to think I'm, you know, not really good enough to date their son, or like my friends and family from, you know, Poland are going to think that my job isn't respectable because I'm not a lawyer or a doctor, whatever your story is. When you tell those narratives... Those are excuses. You are just blocking yourself. I'm going to tell you straight up, okay, because this is a straight up self-development show. (laughs) You know, I've never been one to beat around the bush because let's be real here. We have dreams we all want to achieve, so we don't need to go waste time dimming down stuff and telling things in a fake sense or making it less true or trying to be really polite about it. Don't limit yourself, okay? Don't tell those excuses. Don't say that kind of stuff. You are purely limiting yourself when you replay those old stories, saying things like, oh, this group of people, I can't do it because of them, okay? Or I am going to look bad in their eyes. When you have that thought, ask yourself, do I want my dreams or do I want my drama? Because when you pick the story about your in-laws not liking you, if you pursue your YouTube channel or your podcast or create that online course about how to knit blankets and you still think they're going to think you're crazy and then be like, you can't date our son. You're picking your drama. So you're not picking your dreams. That's not starting an Etsy store. That's not building another YouTube video. That's giving attention and time to your inner critic and to your ego and to your fear-based voice. Because chances are, I bet you a lot of money that your in-laws don't really care because it kind of goes back to that same thing. People are very busy minding their own business, right? And if they are watching you and they are caring and they're giving you feedback, That's when you got to exert the boundaries, right? And boy, do I know about that one. Um, So if you need help navigating your boundaries and you're pursuing your life's passion and you have a lot of people giving you like negative backlash or stuff, you want to learn about who you should tell your dreams to and how to set boundaries with people who don't understand. And you learn both those things when you enroll in your conscious empire. And if you need help with boundaries work in just real life and everyday scenarios, you totally learn all that good stuff when you enroll in your best life. And that's tailored to you. Hey friends, it's me. I just wanted to swing by really quickly in the middle of this juicy episode and let you know that you can snag some of my best top tier business strategies that I use myself in my own business and what I teach in your conscious empire, which is my online class that teaches you how to build a heart-centered business, how to do what you adore, and most importantly, how to free yourself financially. Now, I always get asked the same question, which is this, how exactly I built this business, how I earn a full-time income doing what I love, and how I grew this into a successful and legit thing. Well, in this course, I guide you step-by-step in radical honesty so you can do it too. Your Conscious Empire teaches you everything. It's seriously your roadmap and your best friend. You'll learn everything, like how you master your mindset as an entrepreneur, how you build something with a $0 budget, how you test and validate your ideas before you spend money. This is exactly how you get stuff off the ground. And in addition, you're gonna learn how to consciously sell your products and items, market in the heart-centered way, and what it takes to grow your business into a conscious empire of your own. 
Now, what I want to share with you today is the fact that you can preview a few of these video modules from this exact course and totally experience what my students are loving right now. So hurry on over to the show notes and go preview about an hour of some of my best top tier strategies, ideas, and action items that you can implement right now to start your dream business or take what you got and go to the next level. All right, my friends, back to the show. All right, number five, the more you pursue your dreams, the more the noise drowns out. It's always the most rough and tough at the start, always. And you can see this relayed through my own story. My inner critic was the loudest when I moved down to San Francisco for the first time and when I started kellytrack.com. On an everyday basis, I don't literally care what other people think of me anymore. Honestly, I've elevated past it. It's literally not something I think about. I haven't thought about in months because I love my life. Okay, you guys, I love what I do. I get to talk to people for a living. I get to have people on the show. I teach online courses. I work with amazing, gorgeous coaching clients. Like, I'm, I'm living my dream, okay? I'm making money. I have a fun. I get to travel whenever I want. We're going to Maui in two weeks. I'm going pretty much to Hawaii for all of November. Like when I ever think about somebody's opinion of me and what they think of my work, I'm like, couldn't give less of a shit because <laughs> I love my life where I can go to Hawaii whenever I want and money rolls into my bank account because people are buying my online courses. So now I'm like, whatever, because I love it so much, right? It's my baby. It's my passion. When I talk about it, it brings me the most joy. I am literally recording this on a Sunday afternoon because I love this stuff, right? So when you do your heart-centered work and when you love your work so much, and when you hit a certain point in your entrepreneurial journey, when you've been doing it for a while, you can see success from it, when you're making money, when you're enjoying it, when you're living the life, when you've actually got that entrepreneurial life that everybody talks about, when you're at that point, the noise doesn't matter anymore because you are successful. You've proven it to yourself, to others. Not that we need to prove it to others, but you know what I mean? It's sort of like once you know how to ride a bike and you've been riding a bike for years, you don't need to go tell everybody on the block that, hey, I can ride a bike. They just know you can ride a bike now. And it's a natural thing, right? So when you are successful, what you've done, and when you've been doing it for a long time and you get a lot of fulfillment and joy out of it, and you most importantly are doing all the spiritual work of trusting your intuition and following your heart and letting your higher self lead, and you are really pursuing your life and taking quantum leaps and going for what you really desire, and you get a lot of joy and satisfaction from following your intuition and you just do what you love, nothing else really matters anymore. I know some of you might really understand this and maybe you have businesses or passion projects or stuff you do in your life that you love. And maybe it's like a pottery class you take and you just love it. Even though, you know, your partner's like, uh, you can't sell that or you're never going to do anything with pottery. Like, why are you doing these classes? But you love it and you love it so much that you do it regardless of what people think. And it doesn't even matter what they think because it brings you so much alignment you know, that's how I feel about my business. And when you're creating something that's different and meaningful and you're picking a bit of a different career path, when you hit that mark, when you're like, I'm taking the pottery class because I love it and it brings me alignment and I don't care what anybody says, that's when opinions don't matter anymore. Now, maybe you are in the other category of people where you are pursuing your passion or your dream or your creative endeavor or your side business or your entrepreneurial thing or your podcast, your website, your YouTube channel, your Instagram about plant-based food, whatever cool thing that you are doing right now, and you still feel like other people's opinions of you matter, two things might happen. Number one, the noise might just drown out over time. You might hit a point, you know, where you're like me, where you're like two years in and you're like, I don't care anymore because I love it so much. The other thing, second thing that might happen is that you just do a ton of mindset work to get there sooner. Okay. I have hit this point because I've done a lot of mindset work and because I just don't care anymore, because I know I'm successful at it, because I'm following my intuition, because like I said, at the end of the day, the only person whose opinion really matters of me is myself and being integrity with myself and my higher self and being in alignment with who I really am is the most important thing to me. And the only ways to get there to speed it up is to number one, do the mindset work, you know, that's it. That's all I can offer you. And if you're thinking, okay, Kelly, mindset work, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, practice mastering your fear, your doubt, your worry, your inner critic, your negative self-talk. 
that's exactly how you become who you really are. When you drown out those negative fear-based voices, that's when you can access love. And I think if I was in your shoes a long time ago, I'd have been like, what the hell is this girl talking about? (laughs) But it's true. When you really get a grip on your thoughts and you get clear on who matters and who doesn't, and you get clear on boundaries and how to use them and you carve out time and make priorities for what matters and you learn how to set goals, you find your life vision, all that kind of good stuff. I teach you everything when you enroll in your best life. So if this is really calling your name and the mindset work is something you really want to step into, I would love to welcome you into that class. And the link is going to be in the show notes when you want to enroll. And I want you to know that the more mindset work you do and the more you work at your dreams, and if you do them together, aka master your mindset and work at your dreams at the same time, You're going to hit a road point where you're like, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of me because I love it so much. Now, this leads into point number six, and this is the inner voice. Your inner voice, your intuition, your higher guidance, it's all the same word, right? It's love. It's your soul. It's whatever word you want to use, your connection to the universe, the divine source energy. (laughs) It's all the same, right? I like to call it your intuition. I did an episode that I'm going to link in the show notes called, you know, how to listen to your intuition and how to hear your intuition. This is the only voice that matters. Okay. One of my favorite quotes of all times is Steve Jobs when he says, deep down inside, you already know. Deep down inside, you already know. You have the answers within you, right? You don't need a lot of people to tell you what to do, or you don't need to go on this like eight-year quest, if you got quiet and listened to your inner voice and trusted your heart and your intuition, aka find your intuition and learn what your intuition is and how to identify it from that episode, and then you get still and you listen or you ask the universe for clarity and you wait and you hear or you feel, you just energetically feel which option feels better for you, whatever way you tap into your intuition, like I said, listen to that episode because it helps you clear up questions that you might have around intuition. This is the only voice that matters. The inner voice is your guiding compass to your dreams. Your intuition is your guiding compass to money, riches, wealth, success, fame, better jobs, better career placements, you know, new vacation spots, new places to live, that new hip restaurant you're going to love. Like, intuition is going to lead you there. It's going to come through divine downloads, as I call them, or pings or inspired actions or stuff you feel like doing just out of the blue or through flow and alignment. This is all a lot of like spiritual mumbo jumbo. If you're listening in for the first time and maybe you don't understand what this stuff means, uh, listen back to the episodes where I talk more about manifestation or woo-woo things because for some of you, this might be a lot. For others of you, it might be like, yes, I love this stuff. I love it too. This is the only voice that matters, right? Is trusting yourself and trusting the knowingness within your heart. And on a really regular level, when we take out all the spiritual jargon, it's trusting that feeling because deep down inside, you already know, okay? And if you already know, it doesn't matter what Joe Bro says of you, okay? It doesn't matter what Smitty Smith thinks of you. It doesn't matter what Peggy Pumpkin thinks of you either. Wow, those were three really lame name examples, but whatever, (laughs) It doesn't matter because deep down inside, you already know. You have to be willing to trust that and trust it wholeheartedly. And when you have the courage to follow that voice and go where it tells you to go, magic happens, okay? Magic happens, serendipity happens, manifestations happen, your goals happen because you trusted that inner knowingness. So I really want to be clear with you. It doesn't matter what other people think of you. The only voice you should listen to and tap into on a super regular basis is that inner voice. Now, intuition is another tool I teach you at length when you enroll in your best life. I cover a lot about intuition and the feelings-based approach, which is my methodology of how I make decisions and how I make those decisions really intuitively through my intuition. And if you need help listening to your intuition or you don't know how to tap in or you're brand new to sort of the self-development stuff or if you're feeling kind of lost and you feel like you're not really living your dream life and you're not really yourself and you know you're not really putting out your authentic version of who you really are out to the world, your best life is totally for you because I've been in your shoes and I totally see you and hear you and recognize you and understand you and former Kelly Track was just like you and the mindset work and 
accessing your intuition and tapping into that divine knowledge and understanding how you think, all that stuff is really important. And when you enroll in your best life, I teach you how to do all of that. Because when you clear up your mindset and you do the inner work, the outside stuff falls into place. That's how it always happens, like clockwork. Do the inner work and the exterior stuff that you have been waiting for it to happen, it will fall into place. All right, we are going to move into number seven, which is all about some action steps you can take to really stop caring about what other people think and to prove to yourself that other people are not really keeping tabs on you. First and foremost, I want you to go inward for validation. Going inward for validation is one of the most important things you can do. And I'm telling you this because I learned it the hard way like how I learned all the other concepts that I teach you on this show. I learned them because I screwed them all up (laughs) and I learned it the hard way. So don't be a loser like me and waste time when you could just learn from somebody else who has figured it out. (laughs) Remember success leaves clues, which is, you know, why you listen to the show because you are smart and you get help versus me crashing and burning before I can figure out what I need to do when I could have just got help in the first place. So go inward for validation. What does this mean? This means having a really good relationship with yourself. This defaults to the inner work, the self-development stuff, being self-aware, loving yourself, all that good stuff. I teach you this in depth as well in your best life. And as a person who used to really chase external achievements and accolades and awards and money and scholarships um, and all that kind of stuff that looked really good on a resume and what sounded good at a cocktail party, going inward for validation has been a huge practice for me. And if you really resonate with what I shared, and if you still feel like you really need your boss to say, hey, you did a good job, Otherwise, you don't feel worthy. Your best life has got your name written all over it. So that's one of my very first things I want to give you as an action step for getting over, you know, worrying about what other people think of you. Because if you can't validate yourself and love yourself and cheer yourself on, it's going to be a little bit rough. Okay. So take it from the person who had a pretty rough journey uh, loving themselves. Another thing I want to share with you is to out yourself and do it publicly. Okay. If whatever you're doing in the closet, whether you are making that blog or that YouTube channel or that Instagram, if you're not like sharing it loud and proud to the world, a couple of things. <laughs> Number one, tell everybody, tell everybody that, you know, make a post on Facebook right now. Hey, everybody, I'm making this blog. Hey, everybody, I have this Instagram. Hey, everybody, I have this podcast. You know, it needs to be a public announcement out yourself. Stop hiding it. Okay. If you're hiding your passion what the hell are you doing? Your passion is so important and the rest of the world needs it. Like if you don't do that one thing that you are so talented at, you are denying the world of your gift. Okay. I know I just said that pretty forcefully, but it's true. Like, could you imagine if I was too embarrassed to put the Kelly Chalk show out there in the public sphere? You would be pissed. (laughs) You'd be like, I'm missing out on this quality show every Tuesday. (laughs) If you are nervous about sharing your work publicly, out yourself right now. Stop using that as your shadow. Like stop hiding in that. That's not cool. Okay. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's annoying. I remember the first time when I made a big post saying, Hey, I quit my startups. I'm living at home, my parents' place. I'm pursuing this blog. And I shared it on Facebook because I was done being weird about it and hiding it from others. So if you're hiding your passion from the world, out yourself right now publicly to people that you care about and do it on Facebook, on Instagram, tell the world, okay? I know it sounds kind of scary, but it'll feel really good. Remember when I did that episode called Things I'm Afraid to Tell You? I will link in the show notes that episode called 10 Things I'm Afraid to Tell You, where I publicly outed myself about some stuff I was afraid to tell you guys, including my age and how much money I wanted to make and my Chloe bag and all that kind of stuff that I was just sort of not addressing and hiding. Out yourself. Out, out, out yourself. So that's what I want to share. And the last action step I want to leave you with today is to tell everybody you meet what you're doing and what your passion is and what your passion project is and do it like really confidently and with strength. You know, if you need help crafting your elevator pitch and what you say to a person or when you get asked what you do for a living or you need help crafting what you say, I teach you that when you enroll in your conscious empire, there's a whole bit on pitches and scripting and how to say something when you need to say something important, how to pitch yourself and what an elevator pitch should sound like. I was recently at a party on Friday night and there was this one girl and I asked her what she did and she like 
had her own entrepreneurial business, but she totally dodged the question. And I asked again, because I was interested, because I love people who do entrepreneurial things. And she just dodged the question. And I felt so bad for her because I remember being that person. When somebody asked me what I did for a living, I dodged the question. I played it down. I didn't address it. I was like, I do blah, 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 blah. And then I'd be like, what do you do? And I would be super vague and unclear. And I didn't spend any time talking about it. When I asked her about her startup, she looked ashamed. She looked embarrassed. And I felt so, so bad. And, you know, as a coach, I do not coach people on the spot. I don't give unsolicited advice. So I wasn't going to pull her to the side and be like, hey, you got to work on your pitch. Your stuff sounds cool, but we got to work on this pitch. What I want you guys to know is this. If you are embarrassed about what you do, or you're embarrassed about your podcast or your blog or your YouTube channel, or you are embarrassed about starting your own eco-friendly sock line, whatever your thing is, if you're embarrassed about it, I want you to tell everybody at a party or when you meet a stranger on the street, tell them what you do for fun. Tell them about your side gig. Tell them about your entrepreneurial business. I bet that if you come in with a really strong elevator pitch, a one sentence pitch about what you do, people are not going to be like, oh, that's lame. I bet you a hundred bucks that they're going to be like, wow, that's so cool. Can you tell me more? When was the last time you talked to somebody at a party and they were like, hey, I'm an accountant at night, but in the evening, I'm a fashion blogger. You would be like, oh my God, that's so cool. What's your blog? What do you wear? What kind of pieces do you like? Oh my God, what kind of clothes do you get sponsored to wear? Like you would have a million questions for this person, right? You would think they are cool. You would think they're awesome for pursuing their passion. Why do you see it in the reverse when you consider yourself the person being asked the question? Why do you dim it down? Why do you hide away? I want you to think on that. It's a really powerful question. So peeps, those are my action steps. And those are the tips I want to give you today about how to stop caring what other people think of you. And really quickly, if you are absolutely loving today's episode and it's providing you massive value, please take a second to take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. That is super helpful. It helps me get the word out for the podcast. Everybody's always interested these days in what your favorite podcast is. It's like one of my favorite party questions to ask (laughs) if you're looking for a cocktail question. So do your friends a favor, let them know that you love this show. I would also be so happy to see you share it over on Instagram. And I would love to hear what you're learning and what you're taking away from this show. Plus it makes it feel less like a like I'm putting my work out into a void. (laughs) Hearing your feedback is amazing. So take a second, upload it to your Instagram, screenshot it, or send it to a friend, DM it to somebody. We all have those friends who are not sharing their gifts with their world. And you're like, come on, your stuff is so gorgeous. Like, please, let's just start an Etsy page for you. Or come on, we need to start a Squarespace page. That friend that needs to hear this episode, take a second to share it. You never know whose life you're gonna change. You never know whose life you might inspire. When you take a second, it's literally one second to share it. You are really igniting something in somebody else. And we all have those friends that send us inspirational things and messages that we really need to hear. And they always come at the right time. And sometimes that's all we need is just a friend to say, hey, this reminds me of you or I think you'd appreciate this. And that's the kind of stuff that you always leave an impact with. So peeps, to conclude, here's a summary of my tips today. Number one, nobody is keeping an eye out on you. Number two, ask yourself, who is everybody? When we say everybody is caring about this certain thing or everybody's going to think I'm crazy, who really is everybody? Make a list. Number three, who actually matters? Make that list of the handful of people that actually matter. And don't forget to put down your intuition and higher self. That's a very important person or thing or however you identify that as. (laughs) That is a voice that matters. Number four, do you want your dreams or do you want your drama? (laughs) I love that question. Oh my God. I ask myself that question all the time. Number five, the more you work, the more the noise draws out, okay? So the more you spend time doing what you love and what sets your soul on fire, the less you care about what other people think. It happens naturally. Number six, the inner voice is the only voice that matters. Follow it. Listen to it. Everybody else is just excess, okay? And number seven, take those action steps I suggested. If you have something special that you're doing, out yourself. Share it publicly. Tell 
everybody, okay? And go inward for validation. Tell yourself that you're doing an amazing job and if you need help, enroll in your best life. All right, my dear friends, and there you have it. That is the show for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. I so hope you loved it. I can't wait to hear your top takeaways over on Instagram, on your Instagram stories, or let me know what you think when you leave a review. P.S. Be sure to get in on that giveaway that's going on right now. So this is your reminder again to go leave a nice rating and review over on Apple Podcasts and leave that Instagram handle because hello, if you win, you want me to get a hold of you. So important. It's like the best part of the giveaway is when I announce that you're the winner. So please do that. And for everybody that has entered, thank you so much. I so appreciate you. Honestly, reading those comments, like, brings me to tears. It makes me so choked up and emotional. I love it so much. I'm so glad that you get so much value and support from this episode and from these shows. I really, 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 really appreciate you. So I love you very much. I support you. I want you to know that I support your dreams. Yes, you, I'm talking to you. I 100% support your dreams. So if nobody in your, in your life supports your dreams and people are doubting you and people are not really cheering you on, I want you to know that Kelly Track believes in you, Okay. Even if we don't actually know each other, we are connected and our souls are connected and I'm cheering you on from afar. So I love you very much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I love you and I'll catch you back here soon. All right, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon. 